Who are you? Are you a Miranda? Are you a Charlotte? Are you a Carrie? Scoot a little bit just on him a little bit. Well, I can do that. We're going to have to figure this out for later episodes, though. I'm I'm okay being this close to Matthew, but I don't know about... That's that's part of the fun of it, is we all sit on the bed and talk about sex in the city. (laughs) And we all have sex, and we listen to it. We have... I have the sex. You have the sex. sex. We all have the sex. Okay. All right. Um, welcome. Oh, welcome. it's recording already? <laughs> We're recording. Um, Matthew, um, I'd like to welcome you to the first <laughs> episode of our podcast. Uh, and you don't know the title yet. I don't know We're the title. We're about to reveal it to you, Alex. Tell me wanna... the title. The title of this podcast is Carry On, the oh, Sex in the City yes. podcast. Carry On. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about Sex and City puns last night. Yeah. For yeah. me, Carry On, the reason I like it is because... What it's we punny. Want, well, yes, but also what we want to do is talk about Sex in the on. City a decade later. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. as we carry on, yeah. you know, all, the as story of... As we get carried of, away. <laughs> right. So as we're recording this, it's late 2013. The show mm-hmm. wrapped in 2004. So it's been almost 10 years since the show wow. ended. Um, and as you're listening to this, kind listener... We literally, no less than about 37 seconds ago, (laughs) finished watching uh, the pilot. Now, let's introduce ourselves, shall we? Um, I'm Kat Knipe. Hello. I'm Alec Wells. And we're co-hosting this podcast. And with us today, and and we'll be with us for many more episodes in the Uh, future, I'm sure. Matthew Scott Montgomery. And, um... Shall we, before we get started, since this is episode one, maybe we'll just, um... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Alec, what was your first... Do you remember your first exposure to Sex in the City? I do. So uh, in college, my sophomore year, um, I lived with a really fratty guy. And when I say fratty, I mean he was in a frat. Um, And uh, his (laughs) name was George. um, And he... Is he the one that, that you almost... That almost died from like... Yes. Frat hazing. He, like you came home. Okay, I came I've home. Never met a George before. <laughs> I came home one night. He was getting hazed. I came home. He was lying on the floor of our dorm room naked, and his cell phone was in his mouth. <laughs> Wasn't he tied up? Or was no, he just no, unconscious? No, he was he was just unconscious, naked, and his cell phone was in his mouth. Nothing about which this. Which I is guess funny they thought that was oh, funny, but it was terrifying. Absurd. And when he that came to, we put him in the shower and and did all that. Oh, God. And it's like. Dude, the cell phone was in your mouth. I mean, he could have... Ch- I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, so he... Um, and Sex and City was on in the background. <laughs> and then I looked back and there was Carrie. Um, no, and then... So he oddly, weirdly, uh, loved Sex and the City. And he really? had... Yeah, he had all six seasons on Fascinating. DVD. Um, and he lent it... Well, okay. This is actually... This is another frat thing. This makes me sad. His insecurity... He had all six seasons on DVD. I guess this was 2004. He loved them, but he gave them to me because he felt that he shouldn't own them. Oof. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll take them. Oh, and boy. I had not, I had not really watched it, and um, I just started plowing through it. Interesting. So you hadn't seen it before? Like, you hadn't accidentally caught it on while you were... Like in I, if high I, school, if or... I had, I have no recollection. Of I that. just remember my very first exposure being that I was at some house party at some point in high school. And someone's family had HBO, and I remember catching part of one episode. I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting away with this. Like, I shouldn't be watching this. This yeah. is so racy." And then in college, like I, you showed me 
you started me on the series and I've seen mm-hmm. every episode nice. about a thousand times. Yeah. What about you? Do you remember? For me, it was New Year's Eve. I don't know when it was. I think I was like 14 or something. And like my parents were at a... Oh God, I think I've heard this story. My parents were like at a party or something. I was like, my brother's upstairs, but I was like downstairs with Dusty, my baby, my dog. <laughs> Dusty and I were just, and I was drinking sparkling apple cider like an adult and I was sitting there and like the downstairs TV was like the biggest TV in the house. And I just watched Sex in the City for like, I think up until like the ball dropped and passed there actually. And I can't remember, I'm trying to remember what episodes it was, but I remember thinking like, this is so bad. I'm being so bad. I'm being such an adult right now, drinking my sparkling apple cider. I'm alone watching Sex in the City. Like, my parents have been so mortified if they knew. Yeah. Was it, this is a hard question to ask, but since we're like analyzing this 10 years later, we wow. both of you said this was it was really racy. Yeah. My yeah. question is because I don't really remember was it really racy at the time, or was it like on par with other? I think like, it was. Paid cable? I think it was. Well, I think well that well my understanding is a kid or kid or whatever growing up the HBO is bad like right. in my household of course. At least. Well, yeah. HBO had Real Sex. Yeah. If you remember that program mm-hmm. and like Taxi Cab Confessions, oh my I think gosh, was also real HBO. Sex. Yeah. It so came like on Thursday night. If you if you stayed up late, I remember staying up late and watching. Um, hi mom. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if you're listening. Um, mm. yeah, I remember like we had I had HBO for a, for a short time at some point, and I think Showtime during my childhood. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, that stuff would be on late night. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, when I think 1998, I I can place it, like, film-wise. I can play like, because a lot of... 98 when it started? Yeah, 1998. Wow. Actually, the first, the pilot episode aired... Um, 98. Yeah, the pilot episode aired June 6th. 1998. That's when the pilot premiered. And when I think 1998, wow. I, I can place it more filmically. Like I think about like disturbing behavior and right. um, like uh, the, all the horror films that I, I watched. I was thinking Buffy because I was like, oh, Buffy, sure. that's like t- almost two years into Buffy. Right? There you I go. was thinking X-Files. The X-Files movie came out you in would. May of 1998. Yeah. There you oh, go. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of, I mean, okay, well, let's just, we won't get into the pilot just yet, but if we're looking at the pilot as an example... There were only there was only one shot of breasts in that, as I recall, and that was the yeah. silhouette yeah, the of silhouette the woman breasts. right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised we didn't see um, Samantha. I'm well, you, you start to see, see a little bit, but uh, you don't really see anything, right? Um, but yeah. anyway, sorry, I don't mean to skip ahead. I know we okay. go through the pilot, but in terms of you know a decade on, is it still racy now? Jesus, I mean, when you think about the first episode of like Game of Thrones, we see a brother and a sister. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, we ought to preface this. I want to preface this first podcast with the fact that this will all be explicit, non not safe for work. You can curse, but we're gonna have to. I was just to. about to ask. Can there's, I say fuck you? Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, there's just no, there's no getting around Absolutely. it. Absolutely fucking. Uh, and there will also be ample myriad spoilers um if you haven't seen the show feel free to listen to the podcast but it won't make much sense to you um but but it'd be a really fun fun thing to do to like watch maybe watch the pilot yourself and listen to our podcast um i'd also like to claim the fact that i checked on itunes this is the only sex in the city podcast that exists holy moly i'm so wow this is this is a little bit of history. So yeah, if you get to if you if you think about something like Game of Thrones, like the the end of um, the first episode, you get I mean oh spoiler alert, uh, but you get a brother and a sister 
but like just fucking for me i compare it to girls all the time which is oh sure oh we'll talk a lot about girls girls, because i feel like that's like i guess Mm -hmm. if sex and city is like the 30 somethings and then it gets older i guess no it stays in the 30s pretty much yeah like you know girls is like when you're 20s like 20 something Mm -hmm. and that stuff i mean oh yeah it's sex in the city it's gratuitous yeah 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 do they show peen on girls Um, practically i don't they should hit that cum shot Oh, see now that's that one episode with that jizz all over those tits. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and when you right. compare that to Not something like work. I'm dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spot. Although there, this is that one Sex and the City episode where it's like they're go to that like um, that old dude's like getting massage oh, in front of them. And, like, oh, Miranda that's gets, like, right. Miranda that's does get right. the butt. Oh god. But there, there's one episode of Girls where it's like really. It was like Jamie Lynn um, Sigler, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh right, and she's she with gets, Adam. She gets like yeah. oh, okay. I forgot. She gets like right. the, the money shot all over her chest. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, 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 it clearly was racy at the time. I mean, that's how it was billed and that's yeah. how it was yeah. perceived. Well, and I'll say this too, as we're talking about how we fell into the program and ended up loving it and watching it, yeah, yeah. even though I had all six seasons on DVD mm-hmm. gifted to me, right. I never cracked the first season right. because I have a really hard time. I have like first season itis. I don't like watch watching. First <laughs> you don't like watching people find their don't. footing. He doesn't. No, because no. it's always like. But then you uh, don't understand. Like if yeah. you start at the beginning, you know what? Uh, but I'm Sex saying and this City, and I haven't really yeah, yeah. seen season one either. Well, so but I'm and see, right but now. and you're fine. You can watch it. That's you understand. True. I mean, there's something kind of like procedural about yeah. Sex in the City where if you have if you have the cultural understanding of who Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, who the girls are, yeah. then you can kind of jump into it right. and knowing because basically the only the way in which you watch the show is through each of their perspectives. So yeah. if you have an idea of what their perspectives right. are, yeah. you can really watch yeah, toward, any episode. Yeah, towards the very end, it doesn't, it doesn't get into, like, the, is serial the right word? Where it's like, you have yeah. to watch every episode to, like, get, like, mm-hmm. right. to see what's going on. Right, So, think, oh yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, what really cemented the show for me is when it was in syndication. Mm-hmm. Because now, if, if you turn on TV at any point, I feel like it's on somewhere, where there was, oh. like, style or, like... E or mm-hmm. was it TBS? It TBS did. I think my mother has That's never where seen. I, like, found my mom it. has never seen an unedited episode, which makes me sad. Yeah, oh, she's missing out. Oh god, she's some n- of those episodes are butchered. Those, we laugh about that. Those, stuff. those literal and metaphorical. The funky tasting spunk episode. Oh, yeah. that on TV is hysterical because the way they tiptoe around that stuff, <laughs> oh, they no. barely show anything. There's that one scene that's like six seconds yeah, long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can't. Yeah. Well, okay. So I say let's let's talk about the pilot. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about now. Matthew, you had said that you had only seen half of that. I had never episode. seen it all the way through. Yeah, and I had not seen the whole episode. Yeah. I had seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I had not seen the whole thing. Catherine. Yeah. Oh, I'd seen it before. I've seen the pilot probably five times. Really? This was not new for me. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I knew it backwards and forwards before we all watched it oh, together. Well, well, well. What? I mean, one thing. Let's talk about first of all. Let's talk about Capote Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how it looks, Alec. I want to get your perspective because you've studied film. You've yeah. made films. Um, I just read um, on the on the the interwebs uh-huh. that the I'm I'm, I'm in my, in my like head well, I'm saying it like that because in my head I'm imagining those hilarious computers we saw in the first oh, in the pilot God. episode oh, the 1998 computers um, uh, the entire first season was shot on 16 millimeter. Mm. That's interesting. Well, not the future. Yeah, it does. It's definitely grainy. Whole grain. Um, You know, it's one of those. First of all, I have to. I have to preface this by saying I forgive 
a lot of the problems of the pilot because my I didn't research this, but my assumption is that they made a pilot not yeah. knowing if it was going to series. Right. Uh-huh. So when that happens, mm-hmm. you don't ha- you don't have sets usually. Yeah, you like film I'm assuming actual locations or apartment from then on. Right, exactly. Because their apartment in the pilot is what the hell is <laughs> laughably right. different from the yeah, the apartment no, the apartment that became ugly. a character in and of itself, especially yeah. throughout. That's I feel the same way where the, it's just the just later forgiveness or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, but this is for me. This is for seasonitis. I don't like. I don't like watching things when the characters haven't been figured out yet. It takes they a couple really episodes to like does. fall yeah. into the feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. of who these well, people are. I mean, case in point. Okay, so like the first, the first episode, for, for the most part, at least later in season one, and then through the rest of the series, we get four storylines for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samantha's is always a B or a D storyline. It's just mm-hmm. it's usually her having awkward sex with someone new, and it's yeah. we'll get into all of that. But this first episode is really about getting to know the girls. Yeah. And, you know, we learn that Carrie is, oh, she's researching. She's interested. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx. Why are there so many great unmarried women and no great unmarried men? She's Sexual re- anthropologist. Sexual anthropologist. Samantha, uh, in contrast to how she is in later seasons, it, it seems like she's just now dipping her toe into yeah. the idea of having yeah. sex like a man when yeah. like, that's yeah. just exactly who Samantha is. Right. And you feel like she came out of the womb like that. But in this first episode, she's it's like she's she's thinking about the idea of it, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. I'll say this. Chris Noth on point. Oh, he yeah. was Mr. Big to he, me he in that Mr. episode. From moment it was like one. he totally owned that. Yeah. And I and you could see their chemistry from moment one yeah now maybe do you want to kind of this is a bizarre Mm -hmm. request to make but perhaps there are people listening who've never seen sex in the city do you want to just in a nutshell (laughs) do you want to just describe what the show is what the premise of the show is um um well sex in the city is uh based on actually a series of columns by candace bushnell that was made into a book and if you've never right, read right, any right. of her columns they're in, absolutely engrossing and they're on the internet and you should go read them oh, homework yeah but she wrote you know she, she created this character in the course of writing her columns for the new york observer um called carrie bradshaw cb same initials as her but she sort of created this oh. alter ego um to sort of represent herself as she traversed the world of dating in manhattan and and it's sort of i mean you've got these four women you have carrie um, who's kind of a mixture of all of them yeah. in a way. She's mm-hmm. got lots of different kinds of she, feminine struggles. Samantha, who's the who's the quote dude. She has sex without loving. Mm-hmm. Miranda's the intellectual kind of like super hyper feminist, sarcastic, witty, cynical touchstone. And then you have Charlotte, who is the conservative, pearl wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 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 smart and she's career driven, but she also wants to get married and have kids. So. Obviously, the goal is that any woman watching can identify with one of the women. Yeah. You, which is why the the, the joke of like I'm a Carrie, I'm yeah. a Samantha. Um, I have to say in this episode, the story at the beginning with Elizabeth or whatever. Oh. Once upon a time, an English journalist came to New York. Yeah. Where she like meets that dude and they like kind of have like a two week thing and then she never hears from him again. Yeah. That actually happened to me two Christmases ago. What? Really? Yeah. Well, I was, as I was watching that, maybe I'm like old enough now where I can like starting to relate to some of the oh. things that are going on the show. But I was like, oh my God, I know exactly how Elizabeth feels. Because <laughs> oh. there's this dude where it's like we had this like an intense like, um, um, like 
romantic kind of thing that was so intimate and then I never heard from him <laughs> again. Now, I felt like Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I, I, it's really upsetting to me that that's the opening of Sex and yeah. the City, well, the series. And I think yeah. that speaks to your, your first season-itis, which is that con- conceptually what they tried to do all through the first season and even into the second is um, sort of present the problems of the urban post-feminist woman um, in her early 30s trying to trying to figure out the dating world in, in uh, Manhattan, they tried to represent that through the stories of these random women yeah. that, that the girls knew, like or that someone or someone heard someone. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of opens the series opens with a, with a, a fractured fairy tale. You know, like it's this woman, this this oh, this English journalist and she met this oh, man. She's beta. <laughs> he was clearly not yeah. as Matthew's demonstrating. Accent, any accent. <laughs> clearly not English, but rather Australian. What was the guy's name? Charles? Was it Charles? No. I'm just making it up. I hope it was, it was Charles. Hair McGee. Oh, that, that makes sense. Um but yeah, they, they do that a lot. <laughs> they do that a lot early on where they and I think they realized that like it just sort of became more relatable to to have it actually happen to the girls that we that we know. And in the pilot episode, and I think some of the first season, Carrie directly addresses uh, the camera. Has oh, anyone It still happens in season two, it, like uh, yeah. once or twice. Yes. I'm sorry. I is think that... House of Cards is the only show that can pull that off. I oh, and they agree. do it so well. They My really question do. is, is this a Matthew Broderick, Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker, weird inside joke, Ferris Bueller, <laughs> like I'm talking oh, to the I camera. I never thought about, about that. that. We should there's someone online if they have already should do a mashup of like a YouTube video that's just him talking to the camera and her talking to the I camera. Believe that, so I believe that at home in real life they talk to the <laughs> yeah, camera yeah. at each other. Like she does something to so piss him off and, and he just kids. looks at the camera and he's like Sarah's being a real like, like she gets home or something he's in the corner talking to the wall and she goes oh he's just talking to the camera. Those kids are like please It's like mommy stop talking to the camera. Um, so Carrie directly addresses the camera. Everybody does. Everybody All does. the girls directly address the camera. Although, well, no. Charlotte didn't. And Samantha Charlotte, didn't. No, Charlotte does. Oh, did, did she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right she Samantha does Most men are threatened by successful women. If you want to get these guys, you have to keep your mouth shut and play by the rules. Um, so, so, in the, so in the pilot, we meet Carrie. We meet all the girls and we get their perspective as we will throughout the rest of the series and throughout the um, the movies too, mm-hmm. um, we get their kind of takes on what's going on in their lives at a round table, like a, like a, actually it's Miranda's birthday. Yeah. We don't see a ton of birthdays on the show, but that's, that's one we of them. Don't. Um, but so we, we meet, basically this first episode is just meeting the ladies. Nothing really significant for any of them happens except for Carrie meeting big. But if you're watching this for the first time, you don't know yeah. Mr. Big. We do is have be a couple it. touchstones in the pilot that I was surprised to see. Who, Skipper? Well, the <laughs> the trailing the words on the computer screen, yeah. which oh, yeah. is a touchstone. Every episode, you know, the kind of thematic element of the show is represented by. If I'm not uh, mistaken, that's in screen. every single episode except for the one where they're in Vegas for Charlotte's birthday, actually, <gasps> right. for her 30 faux birthday, oh, God. where she writes on a notepad. Oh, and then the time she's at the Russian, maybe. I'm just making this shit up. No, I think <laughs> you're right. So with the Russian where she borrows his computer. His computer. I yeah. feel like his three computer Sorry screens. everyone if I'm wrong in this, but I think like every episode has her typing a Pretty question. Pretty much, yeah. yeah that's I couldn't the help but wonder. Is yeah, Matthew right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but what, uh, what I 
Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the sex in the pilot. Mm. We already talked about it a so little bit. Sex. The only the I mean we see okay, first of all, someone pointed out when we're watching mm. that you Matthew, you did that this SJP. is I think the only time you ever hear Sarah Jessica Parker no, as she never see that. making sex noise. She moans yes. in pledge. She, she does. Totally and we she never says, got that. It's, oh, it's jarring. Oh. Oh, Kit. Yeah. Oh, Kit Harrington. Oh. Is, it, is that his name? Oh, gosh. Whatever is it, it was. Kit Harrington? I don't think it was Kit. Harrington an actor? Or is it Kip? I think it was... It was, it was, it was Kit. Kurt. Who cares? Kurt. 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 We'll never see Kurt again. Who gives a shit? Um, no, that's true. But it's, it's weird because, mm. you know, we... Ew. Ew. As um, we, we almost... I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker had it in her contract. It's pretty... You know, it's... You... Begin to notice the pattern. Her, like, do what you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but we don't often see her very scantily clad. When Did we do, it's in her underwear or whatever. But the, as right. you said, the, the them, them titties we do see are in silhouette in this episode. And in fact, in the pilot, I noticed like the the one the Elizabeth, the the British journalist who's having sex in mm-hmm. blue silhouette. Um, that sex scene is pretty like straightforward. Like yes. they're making love and having sex. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. of the sex for the rest of the series, um, <laughs> almost all of it is is absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. we do we get our fair share of Charlotte having sex and Miranda we do. and Samantha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we never really with, not a whole lot with, Carrie, with Carrie. And usually with Carrie, if she's having sex, it's some kind of pivotal moment. Um, yeah. That has to that character wise. We, we see we her do. have sex with Burger. Burger. We see her have sex with the oh, rabbit guy. We see her have sex with Big, of course. Yeah. Do um, a, yes, yeah. we do. Like we when he's her... having the when they're having the affair. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That remember it's like it's all sensual and the yeah. one shot is fading see, and into the next. And that's one of the rare and... moments where mm. the sex is portrayed in like a like a a very seedy, powerful, way. seedy, yeah. sexy, whatever. Most of the time, it's it's either so we can see some somebody, one of the men, do something weird, like yeah. when that guy asks some, Samantha if he can touch her titty witties. Oh. Um, Miranda with the with the guy who wants her to lick his butt. Yeah, yeah. like it's with it's Charlotte with the guy who calls her a hole. That one is so great. It's amazing. So like I mean that's I think that's part of what made the show made people feel like ooh this is fun and different but yeah. like accessible because the sex is dealt with in such I mean, a the show is called Sex in the City. Way. Now thinking about it, being a kid, having a show called Sex in the City is right. so scandalous. Yeah, yes. you think just watching, assuming you're just gonna be watching sex. Yeah, all the time. there's Sounds a certain like promise that's made when your title is Sex in the yeah. City yes. as to what you will expect yeah. yes. when you watch the episode. Right. I. Hated the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I hated I it. I really didn't like it. We should clarify, though. I mean, the reason we're doing this we're uh, podcast is is it's a love letter because we all oh, deeply yes. love the show. Too However, much. we're not going to let it slide where it <clears throat> deserves to get Look, some... I think the show is brilliant. Yeah. We watch it all the time. I think it had a lot of interesting things to say about women. And even as a guy, I related to it. I related to yeah, their yeah. struggles and their journey. And it's fun and sexy and, and really smart. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I haven't found what the pilot reminds me of yet. And I hope I do before yeah. we finish recording. But the way that they shot it, the way the dudes talked to the camera, you know what? It did feel like real sex. It felt, oh, it yeah. felt like it yeah. almost it was supposed to act I as some why. sort of, yeah, yeah please. Like, um, it's, it's the rain that is on all the cars and in the streets. And it's that smoky jazz they play through oh, the whole they episode. Do. The Kit <laughs> Gas Club. Oh my God. The, no, but that like, yeah. 
Remember the closing credits of Real Sex where it's like the, those like oh. animated paintings of this <laughs> oh, naked lady God. just dancing around? So strange. Gross. But it was like sick. the camera work and the canted angles. Oh, yeah. And like what, the re- what really reeked of pilot and made me feel dirty and uncomfortable was the scene where all four of them were ta- at, at, at uh, Miranda's birthday or whatever. Yes. Because we get so used to the two shots of, of both of them, of the four, cut, and they're, you know, they're sitting in different seats, but it's always like a four-seater table where they mm-hmm. cut back and yes. forth mm-hmm. and have a nice conversation. This was kind of like weird and messy and like everyone's talking over each other and everyone seemed more like brash and like not like themselves kind of thing. Yes. It didn't feel like Sex in the City at all. No. You even said, I hate this scene. Yeah, I here's, really didn't And like here's it. what I think was a misstep in terms of the writing, which is uh, Carrie is a character... When I think of her, I think she's light. I think she's bubbly. Mm -hmm. She's funny. She's very well-rounded. And I understand what they were trying to do in the pilot, which is the whole thematic construct for her is that I'm going to try having sex like a man. So when she... Um, when she goes over to Cod or Kit or whatever his name is, <laughs> she goes over to Kate Cod. <laughs> when she goes over to Cod Piece, she's like, she says like, you know, I, I want to go to your p- place at three. And who yeah. said we were gonna talk? Yeah. And she's all about just having sex. But the way that she approaches him is so aggressive yeah. and dark, right. and that's not the Carrie that I know. And right. I don't think that they're saying that's who Carrie is. No. This right. is her being a sexual anthropologist, right. but. Also remember, that's the first time we ever yeah. met. There was something really deeply cynical about a lot of them that was more cynical than what we get later. Yes. I, I found myself being even a little offended when at the end of the episode when she's in the in Big's car or whatever and she's like what what was the line? She's like had sex with a ma- uh, having sex like a man, you know, with no feeling at yeah. all or something. You know, you have sex yeah. with someone and then you don't feel anything. Because like, that's how men you. have sex. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're sounding like a dumb bitch right now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, true. I um I write a column called Sex and City. Right now I'm researching an article about women who have sex like men. You know, they have sex, and then afterwards they feel nothing. I, I Well, can... and I, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I just think, you're right, she's sounding like a dumb bitch. Yeah. Like, she's like, I, I, you know, I'm researching women who have sex like men, you know, who have sex with uh, no people. No feeling. And then they don't feel anything. I think part of, maybe, the, the reason for her saying that and being so simplistic is so that we can see Big kind of set her up and knock her down by saying, oh, I get it. You've never been in love. That's true. And, and like maybe giving us a moment of seeing her look so brazenly naive. Maybe they didn't right. think it through that much. But naive like, is kind of how she's she about to get. She's yeah. about to get the rug pulled out from under her, as we know blank, now. It's such a blanket of It is. It's so, it's yeah. so inaccurate. Yeah. But, um, but that's how women feel sometimes, and maybe that's how she was feeling. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, yeah. Thanks for the ride. Anytime. Have you ever been in love? So let's talk about Skipper for a second. Do that asshole to. Skipper. Oh, Jesus. I totally believe that love conquers all. Sometimes you just have to give it a little space. And that's exactly what's missing in Manhattan. The space for romance. So it's not Skipper's fault, I guess. He's just on a different show or yeah, something. Yeah, his hair is his fault. <laughs> oh god. Here's what I here's Those what I feel like. Curls. I feel like the, the the New York of the pilot looks like 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 
like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the it Ooze, does. New it York. Dirty it looks like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so, and I feel like Skipper came from like Gotham City, New York. Like, well, well like he's just gross and know, dirty. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's, just, that's an odd analogy, but just, where did he come I'll give from? you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Do they say how Carrie knows Skipper? No. Why they're friends? No. Or why any of have friends? I have, I have a theory on the pilot episode, okay. which is they wrote the pilot without Skipper and they wrote the pilot without Stanford. And that would have been a, a more solid pilot oh, than the yeah. one that we're watching now. Yeah. I can hear an HBO executive being like, we're really worried that guys aren't going to watch this show. Can you introduce like a male <sighs> element into this show? Right oh. And it, because Skipper is such an addendum yeah. and Stanford, Jesus, I, I wish get, he I don't never e- existed. I don't know. It's, it's bad. And it's not that actor's fault. I can't think of his name right now. I think Willie Garson. Willie Garson. Willie Garson. I think, no offense, Willie, if, if anyone, yeah, I, I think it is his fault. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, number one, like... We talked about this. Not, he's like on a multi-cam he's show. He's not helping yeah. it, but yeah, right. He, he's it, not This is a single show. cam show, but he's not And this is a show. little bit of the element of analyzing Sex and the City 10, 14 years later, because yeah. if this was 1999 right. or 98, mm-hmm. right. that in 1998, playing a gay character on tv was much different than it is today which is playing the character just like a human like a normal human we were kind of talking about that the other day where because i think it's like violently offensive and it's like the the dumbest laziest caricature of what a quote gay (laughs) man quote is supposed to be but you think about dawson's creek Mm -hmm. Uh um uh, what was the actor's name his subplot was a jack uh-huh. And then you think about, because I'm one, one of my favorite shows ever, ever, is My So-Called Life. And uh, there's um, a Ricky on that mm-hmm. show, who's like the Latino gay yep. friend. And yep. the, the way the subplot with him is treated, and how he's treated as a human being, was beautiful and, un- mm-hmm. and like amazing. And that was 1994. Uh, so, yeah. so what we're saying is, no excuses, there is sex no in the city. I don't, I, I don't feel like it's... Uh, you excuse. know yeah. what it is? It's lazy writing. It is. Yeah. I mean, Which is lazy too bad, because it's Michael Patrick King, who's a, re- who's a smart gay oh, man. Actually, this well, is, did Darren Star... We'll have to discuss this another oh, time. Yeah. But I, Darren Star wrote the pilot, I right. noticed. Okay. And Susan... And created the show. Susan, I forgot Susan what her name Boyle, is. Susan Boyle, yeah. Yes, she directed <laughs> it, which is very and strange. And sang the opening theme she song. Did, she sang la, all la, the instruments. La, 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 la. Um, so, uh, anyway, I, you know, I want to research this because it's... Uh, Darren Star wrote the pilot. Darren Star, he's known to be the creator of Sex and the City, but at some point... Michael Patrick thinking, King came in, but because he became, became the, the the you know. But the my guy question who is, did they have a falling it. out? That I'd be Ooh. really interested to know that because Darren Star doesn't have anything to do with the movies, um, right? And I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know what happened there. So, if anybody who's listening to this knows, email us at. Yeah, yep. I don't know. Email us at yeah, we don't something that we'll get later. Well, yeah, we'll have a follow us on Instagram at. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll figure that we'll out. Figure later. that out. Um. So so <laughs> so basically, I mean, listen, guys, we've uh yeah, we got a little bit. We got a couple more minutes. Let's get it wrapped up soon. Sure. Uh, the no. thing is, we've got, there are ninety four episodes of this show plus two 94. movies. Yes. So we're gonna do at least ninety six episodes of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, um, then let's let's finish talking about the pilot. Let's just talk yeah. about the plot of the pilot. So we meet Carrie. And, and she's not the Carrie that I know and yeah. love. Her hair is so short. She's brunette. Yeah, she's a brunette. And she wears, the, she wears like, pink lipstick with, like, brown pink, liner. it's, like, gray. Where it looks like a, somebody's asshole. Yeah, it's like a butt <laughs> It's <lips>. disgusting. <laughs> so, and, and so she decides she's going to have sex like a man. Yeah. With no and she goes whatsoever. with yeah. Cod. 
Huntington. <laughs> and she, he goes down on her, yes. presumably. And you're saying, oh, he asked to be reciprocated, and she just leaves. Yeah. She drops which is her a reservoir total bullshit out in the street. Ew. It's a total bullshit move. Yeah. What does a reservoir tip mean? It's oh. that little, if at the top of the condom, it's the little bump. Alec, will I know, you but go what? get the banana and the condoms and we'll show them. <laughs> but like, yes. is a reservoir tip like a special one that's No, they, I think they all have reservoir tips. Here, I'm putting on one now. Because <laughs> <laughs> reservoir sounds Alec, so... Alec, put like, that away. I'm like, are there condoms with like... T- maybe right. it's a dumbass. No, no, no. I, like, I don't know why you need to I was like, they have like a little tip, but then some have like the reservoir tip that's like a I, big... I and why would you choose not to get the reservoir tip? In what situation is the girl like, ew, reservoir tip? I'll just Never have to Google Reservoir I'd rather, Tip later. Yeah, ew. Email us at ReservoirTip at gmail.com. Here's a Reservoir Tip. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Carrie, that's her, her, the thrust, um, pun intended, nice. hello, of Which her Which we didn't get line. any, Oh, we will. You made a little joke. Good, Good for you. you. Um, by the way, our entire lives, every day when we're not recording this podcast, have, are completely puns, filled with puns, Sex and the City puns. puns which uh, and, and makes references. all of us completely insufferable. Yeah. yeah. But, but, Sir, Sir, um, so Carrie's, Carrie's thrust is that she, she's gonna have sex like a man, she does, with Capote, stupid freelancer. Capote. Yeah. No, with, um, with Kip, no, 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 Kip no, no. Douglas. No, 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 Charlotte goes out with Truman Capote. <laughs> and, and, with Kirk Douglas, uh, is that what you said? I think I said Kip Douglas. Sure. Um, and so, so she, she does this and then she feels powerful and on top of the world and then runs into somebody on the street and spills her shit everywhere and then Mr. Her Big tips. helps her pick up her reservoir tips. She runs into Mr. Big. She well, does. no, she... Yes, after someone yeah. else already... Whatever, who cares? Yes. And it says, ooh, they see each other on the street. And then they see each other again later in the episode She looks at like a, a bar. pussy when she's walking down the street, too. She does. does. Could that skirt be any shorter? No. Um, but uh, what Charlotte's storyline is to talk into the camera about how you have to play it right, and then she goes out with Truman Capote. With her prom dress. With her prom dress onto the opera, and then... Well, hang on a second, because with, I just realized this. With Carrie's storyline... It's incredibly unresolved. So she, she, uh, Kit Harrington goes down on her. Yeah. Yeah. And then she leaves. Yeah. Then she sees him at Chaos. Yeah. The hot new club where. Where people wear lampshades for hats. Yes. And. It's chaos. It's it's totally (laughs) chaos. (laughs) So, uh, she sees him at Chaos and he's like, oh, I'm glad you understand how I want our relationship to work, yeah. which is like just having sex and not having to deal with the right. relationship. And we see her face and it's like, oh, wait, what have I done? And she says, well, she says, I'll call you. Yeah. I'll right. call you. And he says, great. And then he walks over to another random woman and starts, starts making her. out with her. My, my question is, how am I supposed to feel in that moment? What's great about Sex and the City in the later years is that each of these storylines, there's at, there's some sort of wrap up. There's a thematic right. conclusion, yeah. like especially in season six, they're masters at that. Oh six. yeah, but I don't understand what don't the either. arc of that of, of that storyline was. So she gets what she wants out of him, and lay, and he says. Oh, I'm glad you understand. But then she ends up the what I'm assuming like is it's like then she feels bad about yeah. that and feels like she's been used and she feels yes. empty or something. I, I at think the end. I think um I think what we're supposed to understand is this um and, and, and this will have this is the smallest amount of this you're gonna get from me probably for the rest of the the course of this podcast because I'm gonna be talking to you a lot from the female perspective and giving a lot an awful lot of intellectual oh, whatever. Yeah. But um but I think I think what we're supposed to get which is the whole idea behind behind the show in the first place is these women in their 30s um, who are living in the 90s are 
are wanting to not care. They're wanting to throw off the whole idea. It's almost like they're trying to come to some kind of balance between these, the feminists of the seventies who, where it was like, we don't have to shave our legs. We don't have to shave our underarms. We don't have to stay at home with the kids. We don't even have to have kids. And, and the idea of the radical feminist in the, in the sixties and seventies was almost masculine, and um, in, 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 in what a lot of people perceive to be an un, a non-sexual way, like mm-hmm. not, not sexy. You're either, you're either sexy and you're a woman or you're not sexy and you're more masculine. And that's the only way to be. And I think the kind of dilemma of these women is, well, we're power players. We've yeah, got great says, jobs. We, can, we make as much money as the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, the, yeah. The, you don't need to rely on a man to, to survive. You don't need to rely on a man to feel good about yourself. And so that's what Carrie's trying to do and thinking, well, yeah, sure, I can do this. And then you do, they do give us a little moment when he, when he walks away from in the bar and she's like, uh, he's like, great. And you, you, you get it. Now we get to do what, whatever uh, we want. We can just have sex and then, and then leave and it's fine. And you see her sort of feeling like, yeah, this should feel good, but... Why doesn't it, yeah. Yeah. She's emotionally attached in a situation where she was hoping that she could separate emotion sex right and so women it's like women in their 30s in the late 90s are thinking we're above we're above all this we can we can essentially have our cake and eat it too we can be feminists but we can also be feminine and they think maybe there's a way to transcend being being quote girls and being emotionally attached Mm -hmm. and maybe she's like whoa i'm not quite ready for the training wheels to be off yet and as we know carrie carrie is a very emotional person something happens in that episode which i don't think ever happens again and please correct me if i'm wrong where it's like their guys get um intertwined with the girls where it's like oh yeah you know, it's kind of like this unspoken thing where it's like oh carrie knows big but like samantha's like you're not gonna hit on him i'm gonna go hit on him kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's like there's that and then later with truman capote yeah where it's like charlotte goes out with him but then samantha ends up going home with him at the end of the night that's like yes. a serialized element which i wonder having not watched the first season for season itis right does that come back Right, because me, me watching the pilot not being well-versed in the first season at all, I'm like, oh, God, is that where we're continuing episode two, where it's like Charlotte finds out that it was Samantha, and is that weird? And I was like... And mm. it is weird. I mean, to me, it's weird yeah. knowing the tone of sex in the Does city. Does that ever happen later in the in series, the, where it's like the two, two of the... Like, I don't know, Miranda or Carrie like the same guy? Does that ever happen no, again? No, not currently. So. I mean, there's, there's a storyline where Miranda... F- like falls for a guy Carrie went out with ten years that's ago. That's right. The asshole. There's the a storyline where yeah, yeah. Samantha oh, sleeps right. with Charlotte's brother, and that causes tension. But as far as like oh, uh, same guy yeah. at the same time, I don't yeah. think that ever happens. Yeah. Which is interesting that and they that, never explored. Watching that. it tonight, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. yeah. I don't yeah. think they it ever. Kind, do that. It was kind. It's kind of a dark. It ends on kind of a dark it does. element. It does. It makes you feel yeah. kind of icky. There's yeah. a moment where it's like, you know. Th- What's his face is like, oh, I got to get up early tomorrow. And Samantha's like, well, I got to get up early too, kind of thing. And then he starts going down on her. For a second, it's kind of like, I'm like, oh, does Samantha feel used and guilty or whatever? And then she has that oh. pleasure face and then she smiles and it's fine. Right. But watching, I was like, oh, do, do we not have the Samantha yet who just loves sex whenever she can get yeah. it? Or is she kind of upset that well, she's not spending the night? And in that moment, that, that felt that moment you just described like softcore porn to me which sex in the city never does it but it was like that, way. that lilting saxophone and yeah, just the shitty way saxophone. in which it's shot it's kind of dark and grainy yeah. that felt like porn yeah just for a second yeah. which was strange. strange yeah and carrie we haven't mentioned this yet 
Carrie says pussy. Carrie says the word she pussy. Does. Which yeah. I don't think she ever says. I mean, like, anytime no. she uses any kind of profanity, I think we could probably name all of it because it's yeah. so it's very rare. The point of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They hadn't found their footing yet. And we can't blame them no, no. Not at all. for that. We we definitely but we can't. can judge it now. <laughs> 14 years We can sit later. on our high You know how there's like episodes from season five and six that I like have on my phone I could watch over and over uh-huh. and over again? I-, I will never watch the pilot again, I don't think. No. I don't have a reason to watch it. No. no Unless I like no fall in love with someone who like wants to watch it from the beginning and then I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but like, you can always say like, let me just tell you what happens. Yeah. That's what you would do, Just Alex. listen to the podcast. Yeah. 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 It's true. Um. You know, another staple of the show that I feel like sadly was missing in the pilot were the puns. There wasn't one pun. There wasn't? Are you sure? Well... I don't think so. There weren't any that made that stood out to me. There I, weren't puns, but they were they were trying oh, to. Oh, flew the co-op. Oh, flew oh, the yeah. co-op. You're well, right. And yep. um, these aren't really puns, but Carrie does mention that it's the age of uninnocence. Mm-hmm. Like there's some quippy <laughs> word things that aren't very good, and that I think out loud one or both of you said that was terrible. I did. I said that a couple um, times. There's some terrible uh, ones. Anything the, that Stanford says, any fucking thing that comes out of his <laughs> mouth is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And we uh, we realized no. he's a we realized he's a talent agent. And yeah, that's one oh, and you know what? We never literally never comes up again. It never comes up again because Stanford literally comes into episodes to uh, complain. Stanford to complain and sound like a sound like a jealous lady bitch. Yeah, or to to say horribly offensive things that that aren't applicable well, to any gay person I've Mario ever Cantone, known. Mario Cantone, Anthony, he's offensive no, as well. I feel like in kind of a different way. In a very different way. Um, Did you find? their clothing to be incredibly dated yeah it was i thought well not dated i was just disappointed in it to be completely honest yeah what we have is like carrie in kind of like a smutty like leopard or cheetah print bustier with like a jacket that's like falling off it's like zero fashion and there's even that one scene where like her hair is kind of half up and she's like when she's typing on her computer she asks herself some question and looks at the camera is like i don't know whatever she says she's wearing like a like a like i think like a navy blue men's shirt uh-huh. unbuttoned but she's not wearing it in a stylish way at all I know she's home alone whatever but if yeah. you watch the rest of the oh, field yeah. is, is on style on lock in it's every true. single scene I remember thinking like well that's some slops fashion yeah. looking well, and in that scene she's also eating from a pint of Ben and Jerry's fucking it's ice so cream so frustratingly which melted is so, it me yeah oh yeah no, nobody wants to eat ice cream yeah. that looks like that but you know and I also think like even that even the fact that she's at home that's why it doesn't feel like Carrie Bradshaw a little bit too because yes. she's not a fashion icon yet. Yes. She kind of looks like a mess. Like yes. a dirty mess. She's I mean, it's a dirty all, mess. It almost doesn't need to be said, but obviously Sex and the City became a show as much about New York as about fashion as about sex. They do have a Manola sex. Blahnik yeah. reference for yeah. strappy sandals, right. which they say. Which but none of the women they show in those shots that they're where they're like, all oh, these women, blah, 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 they're right. they're powerful, they're whatever, and they are all they all look terrible. They well, all Miranda's have horrible her, like, borderline, like, um, like she wears like men's power suits oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlotte looked like she was at prom. Yeah. Yep. She was wearing that backless dress and then Samantha was wearing the backless dress as well. I will say Samantha's hair is the longest it's ever been, I think, or yes. is ever. Oh, and yes. I think it looks really good. It's great. She looks great. And she kind of looks like my mom a little bit sometimes, just Aww. saying that. I don't yeah. know if that's really she, weird. No, but she looks great in the Rosemary. episode. Yeah, I mean, part of me, when you mentioned that about Miranda's clothing... It's interesting because that's once with us you, for a while. Though. It is well, yeah. and once you reach the the films, all of them are super fashionistas oh, in yeah. their own way, and they have different styles. But like right. Miranda is so much more feminine by the end of it. Here she is, and yeah. I'm almost. I mean, whatever. Everyone has a right to grow and change in their own style, sure. and that's I guess what happened for Miranda. But it also kind of bothers me in the sense that like we get Miranda as 
I mean, Cynthia Nixon is is fucking flawless, and I think she's beautiful. Just the I love best. everything about everything about her. Um, but but and part of what I love about her is she is not the most naturally feminine person. She plays kind of like boxy male um, demeanor really well, and yeah. some of that may just be her brilliant fucking masterclass acting. Yeah. Um, but but you know like. That like the storyline in I think season one or two where she what someone at her firm thinks she's a lesbian and sets her up with a woman, mm-hmm. but she plays that really well. Um, I say like she plays gay really well. I mean she's she's a lesbian in real life, but I mean like it, Isn't she, I think that she's doesn't just bisexual. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. I, I wish I had that quote from one of the later seasons where where Samantha's like right. it's all whatever these days because it really is. Who I mean who gives a shit what she is? But um, it's not it's not that easy to 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 play. Um, uh, an androgynous or more like masculine George's frat guys female. Would think, like, that was a straight up lesbian. Right. Yes. Oh no. And it's question. not easy yeah. to do that without it being um, a caricature. It's it's so easy to be a caricature. <clears throat> Stanford. And it's not as easy. Anyway, I guess what yeah. I was really getting at with all that is it almost disappoints me that Miranda becomes so much more feminine later. Really? A little bit. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I love looking at the amazing clothes and like everything. Like she's so- selling out or something? Almost. I'm almost kind of hmm. like, retain that like alternate vision of woman for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm split on that. I understand where you're coming from, but the beauty of television and removing myself from first season itis <laughs> or, or falling more deeply into this yeah. is that... They become more multidimensional, and and look, it's TV. Like yeah. you want, you, you know want what? your stars to look better and better and yeah, better. Yeah, they I do. I don't really ever think of no offense or whatever, but like her looking like super stylish, fantastic. Honestly, until the movies, if you think about Miranda, if you think about yeah. Miranda, uh, uh, the beginning of Sex and City two, best dress of all time oh. is Miranda at at um, Anthony and Stanford's wedding. Oh yes. God, um, that but like even, even dress. towards the end of the series, I don't. She was never distractingly fashionable. Yeah, that's I, but true. But I, yeah. I remember watching, since I just watched the movie yesterday, again, mm. like even the first movie, the opening, like when you see her at the beginning, she's distractingly fashionable. Right. Where it's, I feel like there's a jump between the television series and the yes. movies where the, she goes yes. from being, you know, like definitely more feminine or whatever, but like by the time the movies come, it's like, oh, look out, here come these four mm-hmm. fashion Pow! icons. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with her hair, too. Yes. Yeah. You know, the more traditionally butch her haircut yeah. is, mm-hmm. the more kind of rigid she is. And as we get into season four, five, and six, I'm excited to keep watching to, see, to watch her fashion um, evolution. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Even see yeah. how long the suit totally. stuff Totally. Yeah. Because if the suit stuff is consistent, because she wore one the entire episode, if I'm not yes. mistaken, yeah. even on her date with Skipper. Oh, like, yeah. I guess those she were was. after work drinks. Um, so maybe they'll be like exciting when the episode's like, oh, she's wearing a dress. Or like, you know, like she's wearing something different. <laughs> sure. or something. There's a couple of small things I want to bring up. Yeah. To me, something that was really dated and funny was Kit Harrington's wearing <laughs> his shirt collar outside of his blazer. Oh, you mean like I didn't a, even notice. No, if like, this had been Buffy the Vampire Slayer, someone uh, Giles would have looked at Buffy and, and said, like, that's a vampire. Yeah. yeah. No, it was right. total vampire style, the collar <laughs> outside the blazer. I don't know what that means. This is a Buffy one. To me, yes. that's like Sugar Ray for some reason. I think uh, like Sugar Ray. Yeah, um, it is totally. And then the other thing I want to talk about is so Miranda goes, out on a date with Skipper, and that is the one of the most. Of the 
uncomfortable makeout sessions I've ever seen in my entire ew, life. Ew. It was like two kisses. birds pecking at each other. It was other. fucking gross. Ew. No, the directing was like good. That. I liked the shot of them spinning, going around from angle to angle. Yeah. I thought the directing oh, was nice, yeah. but the kissing itself made me feel sick. And no, and knowing Cynthia <laughs> Nixon, that was all Skipper. That was yes. all the actor who. Played oh, Cynthia Nixon. I mean, I listen. I'm gonna go on record, and I mean, you've both heard me say it before. Cynthia Nixon far and above like she's the best on the show in mm-hmm. my opinion it's not necessarily to, that i like miranda's character the best although i might um i love all of them um but i don't think Cynthia it's really fair to compare exactly because the yeah. characters are so different but there's no denying she's an absolute powerhouse she's and so good and i would say she's my favorite favorite actress to yes. watch on yeah. the show. favorite actress so to matthew watch. you said you there's no real there's no reason for you to watch this episode Again. No, probably not. Catherine, will you watch it again alone? Yeah. You, you love. <laughs> I love that you will. The fact that you want to makes me think, I'll maybe keep, I yeah. will watch it again. I'll keep the fires burning. Maybe we'll just have like, maybe, maybe, no, I'll watch it by myself. Well, I look forward to watching episode two. Yeah. Which um, episode two? Which one is it? Models and Mortals. Oh, I think I've seen that. I'm excited. You've probably seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They um, called the pilot sex in the city. They, they kind did. of blew their wad <laughs> on that one. They didn't save it for like yeah, the finale. Yeah, I see what you did there, Alec. Uh, oh, uh, that's going to happen a lot. Good, Our so. culture is so sexualized. How can you... It is. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, trying to stay true to, to why we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. and analyzing it a decade on, a decade later, yeah. is there anything you feel in terms of the way that they position themselves... Um, how they view sex, what New York is like, what their lives are like, that just, it it doesn't work now. You know, it, we might feel differently if we were in our 20s in Los Angeles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. I'll feel different one day when I'm in, like, 30 or 4 or whatever, and, like, and, and, like, have more life experience. Or if I lived in New York, I might feel right. differently mm-hmm. about it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now it's kind of this thing that I'm, I'm, like, watching from afar and appreciating and, like, yeah. analyzing a little bit. But I don't identify with a, a lot of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I don't know if I'm, Yeah, like, it's interesting because um, in, in a lot of ways the show is obviously trying to appeal to women on a basic level mm. and give every woman who, every woman in her twenties or thirties, um, characters to watch and, and experiences to identify with at the same time, it does have that heightened thing of like, you know, like the, the ladies who get together and, and have cosmopolitans they'd never even heard about before they watched the show. Um, they, they will also watch the show for the escapism um, of and the magic of like, ooh, it's Manhattan. Yeah. Like they've never been to and never will go to New York City. Yeah. It's like certain aspects of the show are very New York. Like you said, Alec, the, you know, New York becomes a character. And they but... end up using a lot of real, like the restaurants and clubs that they go to and mm-hmm. later in the series yep. are real places that they yep. go and they yep. shoot on location a lot of the times yep. or whatever. And there was, there was was an identified red drink in a martini glass that may have been a Cosmo or a Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Like, in the first they, they, episode, They did yeah. have that. They did, they? right. Totally. I mean, you know, I know we're going to explore this for 90-some-odd episodes, so I won't belabor the point, but, you know, Carrie, the way that she approaches that guy, mm. Cod, <laughs> is... And, and it's supposed to be very forward and aggressive. Yeah. With things like Snapchat... Yeah. today mm-hmm. and the tinder app i was about to and say grinder oh, it is so i mean that is nothing in that kind of yeah. stuff it's impossible to ignore so if that if this show existed today i mean like girls girls this girls that but like i guess like an older version of girls existed today that stuff is impossible to ignore you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. like 
like just like the ease and the accessibility of everything and like the how shock value is so that's changed i think yeah. in the last 10 oh, years oh sure i mean think about so many there are so many moments on on sex in the city where um Carrie, what, that, that have to do with them talking on the phone, or like Carrie calling Big, like yeah, it's, it was so it's weird watching them talk on the phone. Do you know like, what it, it happened? Like yeah, like yeah. kids today certainly don't sit and talk on the phone with each other. I can't imagine they do. No, whenever mm-hmm. someone calls no, me, text. I'm like, what's wrong? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I like get terrified. I heard this. There was this joke, or even like even like popping by someone's apartment, which is something that happens on this show. Like I, I heard a comic, and I'm not sure who it was. You are um, comic. To, you are comic. Yeah. Making um this joke about like no one ever no one ever come no one ever rings the doorbell or knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, if if someone came to the apartment door right now and knocked on the door, or the doorbell rang. Like we would be hiding behind fucking couches. Yeah. And it would be, <laughs> dude, dude, did you order a pizza? I would. Like, it would it. be panic. Yeah. Because we don't we don't just drop in on each other. I mean, there the certain aspects of of human connection that are that are just a given on yeah. the show that that aren't that wouldn't be close to being possible I wish there was a TV show now that took place in the 90s so bad yeah oh interesting you know what I, mean? I want that drop in the apartment stay for two minutes leave I mean like kind of horror <laughs> movies too in the 90s because you don't have to worry about texting and phones and calling oh, yeah. on the cell phone kind of yep. thing yeah where <laughs> what were you doing with a cell- cellular telephone it was going on Deschamps <laughs> yeah I didn't kill um well, okay Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry, honey. Well, anyone anyone have anything else to add about the pilot? Because we, like I said, we'll have ninety some odd yeah episodes no. after this to talk. I'm more. glad the pilot's over. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't. Have I can't to believe watch I never it watched it all the way through. That's it's almost unforgivable. I, I assume I started it a few times. I never finished it. I yeah. never got to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can bed. see why it's kind of painful. I assume that's the worst episode, um, which <laughs> no. is not. Which look, that's a good. I there's that carnival. The, what's that? The one? freak show. The freak I know. Show one makes we'll get feel there. Weird. Yeah. I and again, you know, maybe we'll explore this in, in episode two. But there is something in the way that it was shot that it, it was just very off-putting. We'll see. Episode like two looked that quote bad end quote. I guess we'll oh, see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know on the next yeah. podcast. Unless anyone has any great puns to add, then I guess we'll Gosh, wrap it I all feel up. I'm letting everyone down. I will say, last night I was saying I was shooting this podcast. It was at Demi's house, and she was like, um, um, "We talked about Sarah Jessica Parker. She really carries that show." It's ah! <laughs> <laughs> like good Demi for the win. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, That's all I got. Well, thanks for listening, uh, yeah. Matthew. Thanks for doing this. Oh my for gosh, us. my ultimate nonstop pleasure. Yeah. My and Samantha Jones pleasure. Yeah, um, we'll have to great. think of an outro or uh, carry on, guys. Carry on. Or like some spinning jazz piano music or something Ew. like that. <laughs> <laughs> so come back for episode two and every episode after. We'll. Uh, We'll be back at you. Thanks for listening. Bye. That means if you're.